Hello, how are you doing? Welcome to another wannabe entrepreneur episode. My name is Tiago. It's a pleasure to be talking with you. And I am serious. I am waiting for this time every week to figure shit out. <laughs> this is very therapeutic for me. I told you this before. And today is not different than any of the other episodes. I'll be figuring out what I want to do next by talking with you. So today's episode will be an open book. I know that in the end, I'll be speaking about how I'm able to produce two podcast episodes a week. What's my process? Some people asked me this and uh, I want to share that with you. So that will be the tips and tricks of uh, today's episode. And in the between, I'll be doing the lifestyle of an entrepreneur where I'll be basically speaking about what's going through my mind and, uh, well, the typical thoughts of an entrepreneur. Is it time for me to quit or is it time for me to push? <laughs> and uh, I have some interesting thoughts on that this week that I want to share with you. And uh, I also want to continue to update you on how the sales are going. Spoiler alert, not as good as they started. So I want to share with you what I've learned about it and give you some other project updates. Before we start today's episode, I normally during the week do some, some little games on Twitter and there's always people participating, which is really great. And uh, when they participate, what do they get? An honorable mention in the wannabe entrepreneur episode. The most prestigious trophy that you can ever win is a mention in this podcast. Or maybe not. But here we are. And uh, since I think the 777 followers on Twitter are reaching that milestone that I'm doing this uh, little game with you, my Twitter followers, where I ask... Uh, for you to print screen when I reach, how do I describe this? Like three numbers in a row, like the same number in a row. So I'm reaching 777 or 888. And uh, I have recently reached 888, which is a great milestone. And I was actually about to go to bed and it was like 884 or something. And I asked people, hey, please send me a print screen if I reach 888. And I got so many. I got like five print screens. It's amazing. Like people are really helping me out on that. And uh, I had, of course, to line them up and see which one was the first. The first one was Sam, aka Coder Matching. And uh, I will read you his bio. Eat, sleep, code, repeat. Practice mindfulness, determination, creation. Really cool. Very interesting bio with a lot of emojis and... Uh, I will also link his Twitter profile on the show notes for you to follow Sam. Another person that definitely, definitely, definitely deserves a mention is Lala, aka, let me just pull that up, Mobile Media Mania. Lala is a listener of this podcast, wow, podcast, and uh, Lala, if you're listening, hello, welcome to the show, you're here, <laughs> thank you for listening. And uh, she is, at this moment, the only person that owns a WBE mug. Yes, she was the first one to receive 
As I told you before, I created a merch store with t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, with uh, using Teespring, and I ordered a bunch of them for me, but I didn't get them yet, and she was the first one to get one. And she was nice enough to actually send an unboxing video of the mug. I was actually super nervous because I had no idea how it would look like. And the mug actually had some, uh, it was like kind of dirty. Uh, and then she cleaned it and it was, everything was nice. But at first when I was seeing the video, I was like, oh my God, is this like shitty quality? Because I, I really have no idea. But she said it was good and good quality and arrived in one piece. So Lala, thank you so much for sending that video, it really, really made my day. And uh, I know what you're thinking. Hey, Tiago, how can I get that awesome merch, like a hoodie or a cup, and at the same time help you with this podcast? Well, just go to store.wannabe-entrepreneur.com. As simple as that. And if you are not able to memorize this, scroll down to the show notes of this episode and click and you can buy your own WBE merch. We have WBE podcast, WBE space, WBE only. So anything you want and with multiple colors. We even have green. Yes, I know that you want a green. So I made green just for you. And after this honorable mentions, let's get started with today's episode. There's one thing that every entrepreneur needs to be a little bit. Do you know what it is? Think. Think of the word. Yes. Arrogant. What? You're, you're not thinking the same word? Why? Do you think entrepreneurs are not arrogant? Definitely. I mean, we think that we are better than our bosses. How many times, and, and if you're an entrepreneur, please don't lie. How many times have you think that you could do better than your boss. If you are working for someone else, if you are working for some company, how many times have you have crossed your mind that you actually can do things better? If it was you commanding, you would do things differently. Even recently, when I was chatting uh, with James McKeven in uh, the last Wannabe Entrepreneur interview, he basically told us the same that he thought that he could do better than his boss. He then also admitted that he was wrong because when we actually start shifting and becoming an entrepreneur in the hacker, when we become our own bosses or even worse, the bosses of someone else, we realize how hard it is. But we are a little bit arrogant. We need to believe that we can do things differently. Otherwise, why would we? Why would we quit our comfortable jobs that are paying us really good money to start something from scratch and go through all this torture. It's uh, it's true. I mean, you might not believe it, but it's true. And I want to share something with you, which I'm even a little bit embarrassed of sharing. When I was chatting with James, the idea of bringing advertisement to this podcast kind of crossed my mind because... He told me he uh, was able to make money from his podcast from the second episode. I know he was not able to make a lot of money, but he was making like $25 with 30 people listening. That's absurd. That's really, really cool. And uh, of course, that as I see the numbers going up in the Wannabe Entrepreneur podcast, I start to think that, yeah, 
this is a lot of work and uh, I deserve some compensation. So maybe advertisement is something that I, that I should do. But then at the same time, I am arrogant enough to say, no, but I shouldn't be doing advertisement. You know, people should pay me. You should pay me to continue this podcast. And the even more arrogant part of me thinks that uh, you will lose if I stop doing the Wannabe Entrepreneur podcast. I know. It's crazy. I know what you're thinking. Please, don't hit pause. I'm just being honest. I'm not, I'm not saying that I agree with myself. I'm just saying that this is what crosses my mind sometimes. And I bet you it crossed your mind already with certain things in your life. Maybe with a relationship or as a client or your boss. How many times have you thought like, if I leave this company, the company will lose, you know, because I'm, I'm that crucial. You know, it's, it's the same for me with uh, with this podcast. That's why, what I feel sometimes. I feel that like, you know, it's your fault that, uh, that I will have to stop because, uh, I don't know, you're not paying enough coffees or not becoming members or something. And yeah, I then realized that, of course, it's not your fault. It's my fault. If people are not seeing the value, enough value in this podcast, enough entertainment in this podcast to pay for it, then it's my problem. I'm, I'm doing a poor job in creating value with it. As simple as that. So I think it's very normal for us to kind of attribute the blame into others because it's much easier for us, right? You either accept that it's you and you need to do something to change, right? And it might be really hard because sometimes you don't even know what to do or you just put the blame in others and uh, then you don't need to do anything. You just pity yourself. So that was kind of my mindset in uh, during this week. I was kind of pitying myself a little bit. I was thinking, oh, I work so much and I'm still not making enough money, blah, blah, blah. It's all because my listeners don't want to support I should do ads as a punishment. No, it's not a punishment. Why? Why? Every, everyone does ads, right? I just don't want to do it. Simply as that. I don't want to do advertisements because, again, I am self-centric enough to believe that I can do things differently. To believe that I can be the only podcast making money only from the listeners and not from advertisements. It sucks. I don't know. I mean, I know it's true that sometimes advertisements can be really helpful. But if I'm repeating the same thing five times in every episode, how can this be helpful? I don't know. I mean, I, I much rather, if I'm advertising anything, to advertise the projects that I believe in and I'm not paying to do so. So I decided that I will not do advertisement and i did notice that a couple of people were like downloading all my episodes and uh, it was probably a bot or something but it was funny because i think uh jasper and Dries said that uh, people realized that i might do advertisement so they are kind of downloading my full catalog of episodes to make sure that they don't have any advertisements in their podcast app so, yeah, I decided that from the meantime, at least in the next month or so, I'm not doing any advertisement. I will, though, try to convince you to support this podcast more because I'm, I'm doing this for you. 
and and for myself <laughs> to be honest so uh, you are also helping me i know so maybe i should pay you i guess oh no <laughs> I, i'm a terrible salesman i'm really bad salesman but of course if you do see some value in this podcast if you do want to see it continue if you want to see it grow if you want to follow my journey until the end and uh, keep learning from the guests i get here in the wannabe entrepreneur you can make that happen you can support it and that will be my only source of uh, revenue so i will try to give more and more ways for you to support this podcast and i've launched the merch store just for that and uh, for now you can uh, also pay the five dollars a month and uh, besides actually supporting this podcast you get the access to the community but even forget about the community at the moment maybe you don't care about the community maybe you don't want to join the community just by paying five dollars a month you are guaranteeing that i will be continuing this podcast you are somehow giving me the support and telling me that you like this content. It's, it's really important, not only for a monetary reason, but also to give me some motivation. Everything is linked in the description. And uh, that's what I'll be doing now as a way of monetization for this podcast. And uh, as an update as well on the number of downloads in the month of April, we have reached a very important milestone. We have reached more downloads than January, and January was the month when I interviewed Peter Levels and got a tremendous traction. So now, without interviewing people with as many followers as Mr. Levels, we were still able to break the record of January, and so far, my best month in terms of downloads was April with 2,400 and 39 downloads Woo! so thank you so much thank you so much for your support for listening to the one of entrepreneur for sharing it on twitter i see more and more people tweeting about the show tweeting that uh, they are about to start listening to it or that they enjoyed a particular episode that also really really helps if you cannot do monetary support for sure, this kind of uh, support, sharing, spreading the word is really, really valuable and gives me also a very big boost in motivation. So it was a really, really cool month with uh, a lot of interesting uh, interviews, has reached a lot of downloads. And uh, to give you an update now, Red Circle gives us a couple of statistics and Bear in mind that the statistics around podcasts are not the best because we don't know how long people actually listen to an episode or if they have just downloaded it or actually listened to it and so on. But uh, so far, my average episode downloads is 160. So on average, 160 people listen to each one of my episodes, which is really cool. And the average weekly downloads are 553. So really, really nice. Super excited about it, super excited, motivating to see the podcast growing, actually, because there were some moments when it kind of stagnated. And uh, if you are an old listener, you definitely remember these parts. So now kind of finally seeing it grow continuously, it's, it's really good. It feels really nice. It, uh, it feels that all this hard work is somehow paying off. And that's it 
for the updates on the podcast. Now I want to give you some updates on the WB space, my community, my main focus at the moment. And uh, surprise, surprise, let's talk about prices. Yes, I know I'm always speaking about it, but this is something interesting because so far it costs $5 to join the community, $5 per month. And the other community that somehow I think really competes with the wannabe entrepreneur is the Ramen Club. Ramen Club, they, they used to be the Weekend Club and they just today actually announced that they are going to be called now Ramen Club. And do you know why, by the way? Do you know what's Ramen Profitability? So Ramen Profitability is reaching a state with your SaaS or bootstrap project that covers your expenses. I think somehow it's connected with the living off ramen. You know, you just eat ramen. I don't know if that's it, but I don't know. From, from the name, that's what I was able to conclude. So please DM me if I am wrong. They are a really cool um, community as well, it seems, at least. from I, I've already interviewed a few people from the, from the ramen club and they, they really enjoy. Their prices start with $39 a month. 39 I'm charging five. <laughs> so even the members of the wannabe entrepreneur now come to me and tell me, Tiago, this is too cheap. Like I, I would I would gladly pay more. Like the value I'm getting from this community, it's it's worth much more than, than five dollars. And if you remember when I was doing some trials with, with the prices and I increased the price to eight dollars, I kind of freaked out. Because people stopped joining the community and uh, I thought it could be due to the price. And for sure, I mean, if you are increasing the prices, I guess there's a little bit more friction into the process of uh, joining. But what I'm starting to realize now is that some people might not want to join the community at all. And it doesn't matter the price. It's actually not the price that is preventing people from joining. It's, it's maybe the fact that they don't want to join a community or they don't have the time or they don't even understand the value of joining a community. But from the people that actually want to join, they wouldn't mind paying more than $5. They would gladly pay $10 or, or even more. I mean, if the Raman Club is asking for $39, it, it, it's probably because people are paying for it, Right. And uh, for myself, I'm, I'm focusing a lot of time in, in making this community great and making this community a place that actually helps indie makers to become profitable from their businesses. And for that, I need to be able to cover my ramen, right? I need to be able to cover my expenses. So it's completely fine. I think people will accept if I raise the prices, even for the current members. Now, what is going through my mind? I, and as I, I, I'm being completely honest, I still didn't make up my mind. And as I'm speaking, I'm actually thinking about it. I want this to help bootstrappers. And bootstrappers don't have money. $40 for a bootstrapper is a lot. $40 making this as an MRR for most of the bootstrappers is not easy. I know that we sometimes see people that, yeah, they just launch an app and then suddenly they are already making tons of money and 1K, 2K... That happens for sure, but that's the survival bias. Most of us, it's really hard to make $20 per month or something. It's really hard. So when someone asks you to pay $20, $30, $40, $50, you, 
I mean, a lot of bootstrappers, the ones that maybe need the most, cannot afford it. And I really want to help the these ones, the small ones, the small bootstrappers, the indie makers, people like me, and maybe like you. I don't know uh, which category you, you fit in. But uh, so that's kind of what's going through my mind. How should I do this? And, and there are some options, of course. One option is to have multiple levels. So we start with $5, which is an amount that I think everyone can pay. Everyone can pay $5. I mean, if you're paying Netflix, you're paying all of this, most likely you, you can pay $5. But maybe $10 is already hard, especially in other countries where the wages are, are lower or something like that. And uh, $20 even worse, of course. So I'm thinking of, of uh, having levels. And my first idea was, okay, $5 is the first, and then people can choose to support me with $10. And they would be, or have the same perks. It would be exactly the same, but they would be somehow, out of their own fairness, give me more support. But then I realized that People don't want to pay for what is already free. It's the same with this podcast. It's the same with a lot of other models. It's really hard. You know, even myself, like if I can pay $5 and $10, why would I pay $10? You know, okay, maybe because I want to support, but then I would also feel that it's unfair. I mean, I'm supporting so that the others can profit. Makes no sense, right? So I'm thinking on adding some extra features to the $10, maybe something as simple as a premium badge. So like on, 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 in front of your Slack name, you have a premium badge saying that you're a premium user or having certain commands or certain features that would only, can, could only be used by the premium members or the ones that pay $10. The other option is just to increase the price. I can just increase the price of the community to $10. And for the current members, I ask them if they would not mind to also start paying more. If they don't want to pay more, it's okay. They can continue with the $5. If they do want to pay more, I, I highly appreciate it because I need the money to continue. And uh, today I was even chatting with Dries and he told me, like, if you ask people, what do they prefer? Paying double, so from 5 to 10 and continue with the community or losing the community, they will most likely want to continue with the community. So uh, that's, that's great. I mean, it, it feels so good when, when the members are actually saying that they would be willing to pay more just to make sure it continues. It, it, it feels that somehow you're reaching to product market, market feed. It's, it feels that you're making a product that really helps people. And uh, that, that's the best. You know, when you're making things for people that really, truly love your product, then it changes the way you're building your product and it changes your motivation. It changes everything. So for sure, try to search for those really, really passionate users in the beginning and try to build for them. That's, I think that's really, really crucial. Yeah, and that's it regarding the prices. I still don't have... Uh, conclusion, I'll probably give you a conclusion in the next episode, next Tuesday. But now I want to talk a little bit about uh, the sales. So I told you last episode that I done some sales. I've, I've kind of focused more in doing sales, which means sending messages to people and trying to convince them to join the community. And it worked really well. For the first week, I got like five or six people in one day. Amazing. Since then, it's not been the same. It's been really, really hard to get people to join. 
I've sent so many messages. I, I kid you not, most of my time is actually spent sending Twitter DMs to people. Most of them don't get any answers, obviously. And some of them get simple no's. Again, maybe it's okay. Maybe it's just it's hard to find people that really want to are interested in the community, but the ones they are, they would pay more. But okay, we already discussed this. But yeah, I've been trying different kind of messages. One thing that I think it really helps is to personalize the message for every person and really define how you think the community or your product can help them. So I try to go through their profile and try to really see if the community can help them. If the community can help them, then I will just tell me tell them how. And maybe they will say no. Maybe they'll just say no at first and then they'll see the members and they will join. That already happened. And uh, I'll just keep on pushing. Another way that I'm trying to, to do to get more people and to get more marketing going without spending so much time in it is to somehow use the current members to spread the word. This was also a tip that Rosie Sherry, the expert in communities, gave to me. And a lot of people have given this. Your initial users can really help you to spread the word. So just make sure that you create certain mechanisms that uh, enable them, right? So I, I wrote this bot, for instance, that uh, once a post that they write on Slack have more than, I think, 13 or, or 12 reactions, it like sends a message suggesting them to tweet about it. And um, it, it might seem that it makes no sense to actually ask for people to tweet, but think about when you watch a YouTube video, right? You know that you can subscribe or you know that you can like that video and you know that this will actually help the creator, but you normally don't do it unless they ask for it. How many times did they ask for a like or a subscribe and then you actually click on that button? You know, you just ignore it until someone tells you. So like if you create these little mechanisms, you cannot be too pushy, of course. But, you know, with taste, you know, just a little bit, people will just, you know, have in the back of their minds that it's okay and it's good actually if they share. It's also good for them. So this is something that I've been creating. And uh, another cool feature, or I, I hope it's cool, that I just released recently in the community is a bot that detects people that are active to join the virtual office. So I told you that we have Indie Offices, another product that I created, which is kind of a virtual office for people in the community. They can have breaks, they can work together, but it's been really, really hard to get engagement going, especially because when one person joins and no one else has joined, and then when someone else joins, the first person is not there already. So I created this bot. When you start a work session, if it goes through the um, list of members in that channel and sees which one of them are active and tags a few of them and say, hey, why don't you join? So far, it's not working amazingly, but I already were able to work with some people that normally did not use this virtual office. So somehow this bot is working. And, and my, my dream is really that one day this community will just basically managed by, by bots and I will just be a normal user, a normal member, and I will just take all the value from the community and I don't have to worry too much about, you know, all this kind of scheduling stuff, right? And some people don't really enjoy this idea. They think, yeah, but you are the soul of the community. But now more than ever, I think, I mean, bots are part of you. Bots are part of your soul, right? Like, if if I'm 
tagging people already every time let's say we start a session a work session and i'm going manually check who is online and tag them why not just do this with a bot i mean it's exactly the same work it's the purpose is the same so more and more i think that actually bots can help you multiply your presence and i think big accounts you know like arvid call and and peter levels they they, they should use bots and we were even recently chatting about this on, on Twitter. I was saying that if you have your DMs open, you should answer to them. And a lot of people, uh, I think Louisa and, and Arvid even said, no, we should not because uh, I have so many DMs that it makes not sense for, for me to answer all of them. But then why don't you just close them, right? I know that people with the big accounts, they probably get a lot, a lot of spam, which is really annoying. But maybe then it's time to automate their responses, create some bots that are able to filter the spam and uh, just give an answer to, a, to a, a potential spam or something that you're not interested in. Say like, I'm not interested in this con content at the moment, but thank you so much for reaching out. At least they know that their message was acknowledged. I would love to hear your thoughts on this, actually. What, what do you think? Do you think that uh, if you have your DMs open, you should try to answer all of them or, or not? You can just be picky. Let me know on Twitter. You can uh, just DM me and <laughs> I will for sure answer you because I'm really interested in uh, knowing your thoughts on this. Quick last update on the community. As you know, we have our accelerator going on with Team Orca and Team B. We're all kind of for 10 weeks working on, on our own projects and then there'll be a demo day. And in this demo day, we'll have judges that will give feedback on the pitches of our members. They will pitch and they'll basically speak about what they've learned. And so far, we have two judges already confirmed. The first one will be Dagobert. Yes, the meme lord will be the judge of, uh, or the first judge of the first WBE demo day and the second one is Anna Bibikova so I also interviewed her I interviewed both of them Anna has a lot of experience with the startups and I'm sure she'll bring a lot of energy and a lot of very interesting insights in this event if you want to participate this is an open event so you can come and watch and, and get to know the wannabe entrepreneurs and to listen to all of these speeches and so on it's completely free and you can claim your ticket there's 50 well i guess now less maybe 30 tickets available so you can just go there and claim the ticket and the link will be in the description and now let's go to the last section of today's episode tips and tricks for bootstrappers should i get a kind of a jingle you know tips and tricks for bootstrappers maybe it's better not for me to sing because i'm a terrible singer anyways today i want to speak about my process to be able to release two wannabe entrepreneur episodes per week so some people are actually asking about this so i thought that yeah let's just share my process it might help other people so, as you know, I release two episodes per week. The first one being on Tuesdays, which is the freestyle episodes or the journey episode. I still don't know how to call it, but it's this episode that you are just listening now. And the other one is on Thursdays, and these are interviews. Those are very different kind of episodes that require different preparation. So, let's start 
with the freestyle episodes. So this one that I released on Tuesdays. These ones are easier for me to produce because it only depends on me, right? So I don't need to get any external person. And uh, what I normally do is during the week, I write down or I take notes. I take notes about things that are crossing my mind, things that actually happen, good things, bad things. I write everything down. And then on Tuesdays, I sit down, read my notes and start recording. And uh, the way I'm recording now is I have my microphone. I have a pop filter, actually two pop filters. I have one pop filter that kind of involves the mic. And then I have another one, which is the traditional pop filter that is kind of, it's kind of a net that uh, protects the microphone from those uh, sounds, you know. And um, I just talk. I have this kind of structure, even though it's called a freestyle episode, I have this structure where I basically always have three sections. The lifestyle of the entrepreneur, where I speak about kind of things that are going through my mind and and more mindset, and I speak about... uh, mental health and all of that, things that uh, are less connected with the business itself, but more connected with my lifestyle. And then I have the updates on the projects where I basically give you the updates that you just listen to. And this section, the tips and tricks for entrepreneurs. And that's that's basically it. I, I try to connect also with people on Twitter. I, I listen to all the feedback I get and I try to bring that to the show. And uh, as I'm recording, every time I stop, I edit so that I don't have to basically re-listen to everything. And uh, I, I used to have always different background music, but now it's always the same to make the process simpler and, and faster. It still takes me about, I guess I'm doing this for two hours now. So it takes me uh, two to three hours to to edit and produce one of these episodes. So on Tuesdays, part of my day is spent doing the Tuesday show. And then I just uh, release it on Red Circle. Most of the people get probably a notification on their um, podcast app. And that's where most of the people then come and listen to this episode. I also release it on Twitter. But from I, I've realized that not a lot of people come from Twitter to to listen, at least immediately, every time there's a new episode. One thing that I started doing now and after actually a chat I had with Sufajit on, on the community, is I have a lot of audiograms and snippets that now I'll be sharing more on Twitter, and uh, I will just sharing the snippet without the link, because I do think that Twitter kind of punishes you and punishes your reach when you share a link. The software that I use to edit the episodes is Logic Pro. It's a paid software, but it's really good, and I kind of learn what are my presets already, so like... What should be my equalizer? What should be my compressor? All of that. And uh, that's that's what I used to cut. And by the way, one tip that actually Wolfgang gave me also from the community was really, really useful was to use the zero crossings when you're doing the cuts. Because before I used to do the crossings, so like if you're cutting a segment of your uh, of your voice, of your recording, you'd hear like a tick, you know, this annoying sound. And now when you use the zero crossings tool it removes all of this annoying sound and this actually helped a lot in the editing part especially when editing interviews and speaking of which now let's uh, describe the process of the thursday episodes so the interviews and obviously this is 
a little bit more uh, complex because there's other people involved. So the process starts by finding uh, a guest to the show. And uh, a lot of other hosts have like a huge list. And if you get interviewed only after one or two or three months, you get actually to see your uh, interview aired. But for me, I'm actually, I'm not that organized. So I normally have like one, two, three people in advance. I think the best I had was like one person had to wait three weeks or something until uh, listening to their uh, published interview. So I, I'm basically using Twitter mostly to, to get guests because that's where I spend the most time and uh, where a lot of indie hackers and, and my target users are hang. And I I just find them. I don't I don't know. I I'm just like going and scrolling and, and reading tweets and I see people. I try to, of course to target people with a big audience because it, it helps me to somehow reach more people to listen to my podcast. But not only that, actually. If I if I find someone with an interesting story with, that are experts in a specific matter that I'm interested in in learning more, I will just send them a message asking to join. So a lot of the people, especially the big ones, I send them a message on a tweet, answering a tweet. So I've been trying, for example, to target the founder of um, MicroAcquire, Andrew, for a long time on his tweets and he normally answers, but he keeps telling me that, yeah, he doesn't have time, but I keep on pushing. So Sometimes this actually works. You just have to ask and ask and ask over and over until they finally say yes. For others, especially with a smaller audience, I can just DM them and most of the times they just say yes. Once they accept, I send them my Calendly link so that they can book the time. They normally book one hour. Actually, maybe I might increase that because I always take like one hour and 15 or something because I need the first 15 minutes to kind of have the initial chat without recording. But once they book it, I have it in my calendar and uh, I create a Zencaster link. I use Zencaster. It's the best tool. If you're a podcaster, use Zencaster. It's free. It basically records the sound in the device. So your guest will also have the recording in their devices. If there's a problem with internet, whatever, it's recorded there. So you won't lose anything. The quality is amazing. You can do video. You can do audio, everything. And... Uh, I send them the link of Zencaster and then we meet in Zencaster and we have the chat. I Most of my interviews, until actually James, I did with only audio. Uh, for me, there's no point in using the video because I'm not recording and I just want to focus on what they say and maybe do some research if I need to while, while I'm asking questions. So I used to do that, but then James wanted to do the video and now what I do is I ask the guests what they prefer. If they prefer with video, we do with video. If they prefer without video, we do without video. I I, I might I think I like more without video still, but uh, it's whatever makes the guest comfortable. I always try to make them comfortable. Again, it's really important. So I always explain to them that this will be edited, that they can just rephrase whatever they want to say. If they want to go to the toilet, they can break and go. So I, I try to make it as casual, as comfortable as possible, because you don't want to make them nervous. Because then, what's the point? It must be a good experience for both of us. And uh, it must be like a nice chat where people can feel comfortable on sharing what's going through their mind. They can take a break and think, which is also really important. Then I can just edit the pauses. 
once the recording is done and normally on Wednesdays I start editing it 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 really depends some people are natural speakers and they're amazing they they don't f use any fillers like us or likes and I I don't have to edit almost anything and especially if they have a good microphone it's perfect and some others they have a lot of fillers and I have to spend a lot of time editing so it can take maybe five hours sometimes to edit one interview and sometimes it can take maybe like two hours or three hours after that i create an audiogram so i have already a canva template that i just replace the image replace the title and that's it i create a nice audiogram and uh, i share it i share it with the guests normally i send them a dm saying that it's already available for them to check out the description to make sure they have everything they want there and uh, i ask them to retweet or, or to share with the network rather and if i do ask them to retweet i always ask them to quote retweet because it seems that it always has better engagement if they do and uh, that's it then it's out for grabs and and people can just go and listen to it and that's how the process of recording an interview goes. And that's it. That's it for the tips and tricks for entrepreneurs. If you have any questions regarding podcasting and how I do my podcast and so on, send me a DM on Twitter. I will definitely answer you. The link will be in the description, but it's at WBE podcast. And that's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you do, and if you want to support this podcast, you already know, you can become a member of the Wannabe Entrepreneur. And it's $5 a month. You get access to the, the WBE space. Please leave me a good review. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, giving a five-star re review is really good for the algorithm. And of course, tweet about the show. If you like this episode, if you like an interview, tweet about it, retweet, whatever. That really, really helps. Bring other entrepreneurs and indie hackers like yourself to the show. And maybe we can also help them grow. So if you can, please do that. And uh, this Thursday, another interview coming, very interesting, with uh, Luca Michelli, and uh, I, I think you'll learn a lot from that too. This was another Wannabe Entrepreneur. See you on Thursday. Tips and tricks for entrepreneurs with Tiago.